Well, that is fantastic and very, very good morning to you. I see a lot of you have joined us actually from the United States, so you must be up very early. Um, good morning to you all. As I promised, good morning, uh, good morning darling. Good morning. Good morning. Um, we are joined today by somebody who has actually, in reality, become a legend in his lifetime. Um, we are blessed to be able to call Sasha Stone a friend. In fact, I would even go so far as to call him a great friend. Um, he has been to stay with us here at Camelot, and over three years ago, we discussed here with him some of the things that are going on today. There is probably no one that is better placed to explain to us uh, his perspective of what is occurring. Now, I have to place uh, some sort of legal caveat. Camelot Castle is not vouching for these views. We say this before we do any broadcast, because what we like to bring you is free, unadulterated uh, truth or uh, free speech. And one of the great, uh, you know, in order to explore truth, you have to be willing to look at every possible viewpoint. It's up to you if you agree with what you hear on this show, um, and it's up to you if you tune in at all. But today we do have Sasha Stone. Um, Sasha, I'm going to bring you onto the uh, feed now. Here we go. And here is Sasha live from Bali. Are you reading us loud and clear, Sasha? Very loud and clear, John, and, and thank you both so much. It's lovely to see good friends um, over so many thousands of miles. Um, I have to say, um, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to say that uh, my soul uh, is not the same thing as my legal fiction, uh, so my soul does not answer to anyone or anything for the opinions I'm about. It's, it is about to espouse, so how about that? Uh, but you're quite right to do that disclaimer. I've just done the same thing at the soul level. <laughs> good. Very good, very good. So uh, basically what we're saying, guys, is buyer beware. It's up to you. If you agree with what you're going to hear, you're going to agree. If you don't agree, you don't agree. And uh, it's entirely up to you at the Internet portals. Um, I did just want to touch on, because one of the questions I get a lot is, is, how is it, why is it that seemingly sane politicians when they get elected, such as, you know, when Tony Blair initially got elected, he really did look quite promising. Or when uh, Obama came into power, he really did uh, seem quite promising. Um, so um, could you just dive into that a little bit? Um, yes. How is it that these politicians are being controlled? And what is the exact Terrific, terrific question, John. I can only tell you again what I have learned. I do not subscribe to the law of first report or second report or third report. I have very little interest in, I don't read, for instance. I don't read and I haven't read since 1997. I read white papers. I read the exec, executive presidential orders coming out of the, the White House as a, religion, as a religion. I read the uh, speeches of Vladimir Putin and other enlightened uh, leaders around the world. I make a point of understanding verbatim what it is that these people are saying so that I'm not subjected to the dream spell and the propaganda. Um, but in the main, uh, I, I've conducted thousands upon thousands upon thousands of conversations in the last 21 years since I uh, launched Humanitad Foundation, which has uh, 
has uh, threaded a tremendous um, uh, hybrid of communication uh, and feedback at a leadership level. And I can tell you that what I've learned from certain world leaders is that the party politics democracy puppet show, which is a sock puppet show, is, is part of the Fabianeth Tavistock Council of Foreign Relations RIIA-inspired um, dialectic, which has been engineered into the field popularly in order to be the interface between the innocents, that's you and I, I mean, just good citizens, and the, the covert leadership, the stealth leadership, the invisible mastery. So the democracy is a bastardization, as a software, which has been installed. And in point of fact, any intelligent man knows that democracy is only a protocol for cannibalism, where 51% cannibalize 49% and sustain an ongoing dialectic of misery and antipathy and acrimony. So democracy in itself is a nonsense. Now, when certain leaders come into power, through that sock puppet show. It almost doesn't matter who, who it is. They've got to have a hell of a lot of stamina, and they have to be standing in their own flame as, as a sovereign human being with a Christed conscience to be able to navigate from the point at which they get voted into power. Because the minute you're into power, and the, you know, dare I say it, the Whitehall uh, technocracy, and or Privy Council technocracy these in the United Kingdom. Let's just speak to that for a moment. Uh, there, are, there are still highly compartmentalized elements within those goodly um, round tables and committees uh, and, and systems that immediately ring fence the incumbent. And then there's media training that has to be done. And the slick hand of Whitehall starts doing its thing. A very short period of time, you find that the individual who's just been swept into power is apprised of the facts of reality. Put it that way. I've had fresh incumbents, leaders, coming to see me in London, at my base in London. Um, meetings have been set up by special ops chaps. I've had a meeting with them, and they've said to me, well, I got into power thinking it was just a straight run, and then I could implement my policies. I realized the minute I got into power when all of these secret societies and Masonic elements started to move in very quickly, I now realize that I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't. And the, what I, that's been requested of me is, can I, can we give them any advisement of how to navigate this labyrinthine secret society occultic um, uh, scenario? And I've done my best on occasion to help navigate but I can tell you that there are very advanced neuro-linguistic programming techniques as well. I do understand that to some people of an intellectual liberal persuasion, they're going to have, and especially academic, they're going to have a hard time swallowing this bitter pill. And I totally understand why that echelon would regard me as being not just a conspiracy theorist, but a, a, an absolute maniac. But I will say it on conscience nonetheless. What I'm saying is factual. Very advanced techniques are also used in some cases in order to, to bring some of these uh, more dynamic individualistic leaders to heal. Well, I, I think that's... that's, that's
I, I traveled one time to the United States with the president of Slovenia, Janis Drnovzek. And I was with him for a few days in New York. In point of fact, it had been me and my foundation that had set up the meeting between him and Bush Jr. at the White House. And I, I'd been asked expressly by President Drnovzek if I could harbor the meeting. And there's a reason why he had to go through the NGO sector, through a foundation like mine, and he couldn't use his own State Department to go and present a peace plan uh, to the Bush White House on behalf of Iran, the Ayatollah at the time. I'm not going to say any more about the background to this particular visit to New York with the president, but I was with him for a few days there, and he had been president for eight years. I believe that was his eighth year. Prior to that, I believe he'd been prime minister of Slovenia for eight years. He was also the president of the European Union at the time, and he'd been a world leader for 16 years. Not many make it that long. Mostly it's a tenure of four years before you're out. Maybe you get a second term. But those terms, those tenures of four years, possibly eight, are impossibly narrow windows within which you can affect any real change at the multilateral level, no matter which president of which country you are. And it was President Rovzek who taught me not to speak when we were in the Waldorf, not to speak when we were traveling in blacked-out Humvees with police motorcades and Secret Service guys driving. He had warned me in advance of landing in America that we could only communicate by a black notebook with a, with a shield that we'd pass to one another. That was over 10 years ago, John. There were world leaders who were in office long enough to realize that everything is surveilled, everything is, is open to very contrary influences and Sabbatean influences, murderous influences. So I determined early on to position myself between leadership and grassroots and the work that we do with the International Tribunal for Natural Justice. I'm accused because we've got a chief justice who's got multiple titles happens to be the bravest humanitarian I think I've ever met in my life, Sir John Walsh Branner. Love the man to death, and I'll take a bullet for him anytime. He's over 80 years of age. He wakes up at 4 o'clock in the morning anytime he's required uh, to listen uh, to a testimony or uh, open the virtual court. You know, but the point is, I've been lambasted for the last five years for having an ennobled, titled man uh, as the Chief Justice, because there is this division that's been uh, engineered, them and us, that whole dialectic, that has to end. I'm very lucky that I've seen, I've heard from leadership firsthand about the problems they face the minute they get into power. So to answer your question in simple terms, there are egregious agendas afoot that are connected to the deep state and their technological um, uh, 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 modalities, which can and do affect people like Tony Blair and bring them to heel very quickly when they enter office. And if you want to get further into the true occultic Sabbatean logic of blood cultism and blood drinking, uh, I don't imagine this is the right forum, but it is something which we have studied at great length over many years. I have spoken to uh, leading oh, figures in intelligence infrastructure who have confirmed these things. Yeah, uh, number one, uh as far as we're concerned, we have no problem with you getting into that on this. But I do have one point from uh, His Grace, who 
has uh, Donnie, do you want to just read his grace's uh, question what would you like us to do about this psycho pandemic i think that's what he's worried about the most at the moment yeah he just wants to know what what in in in, in simple terms from your point of view what should we do about this what is the solution for where we okay that's his very understood I, I do understand the question and it's uh, i'm afraid at the risk of sounding schizophrenic i have to give a parallel answer to that question in good faith on the one hand we are to do very little because what we don't want to do is change the the fact that there has been an engineered pandemic domino rollout within which there is a bioweaponry phenomenon that has occurred um, and i can speak to that shortly at, at some length so there is bioweaponry contained within an orchestrated pandemic influenza fairly normal influenza event uh, which is lethal at high density with, uh, in an icu unit or a hospital it's going to be more contagious but not in the way that we imagine it to be we've been speaking to the world's leading epidemiologists and virologists and retrovirus experts in the last three to four weeks with the existing judicial commission of inquiry into weaponization of the biosphere and we're doing special seatings right now on the covid 19 and corona phenomenon so on the one hand it is an engineered orchestrated event within which a counter coup has been engendered by what i will loosely refer to as the earth alliance slash white hat agenda which are the good eagle scalp within mi5 mi6 mothad uh, cia nsa and so on good eagle scouts who subsequent to 9 11 have been on a long trajectory of of reclaiming the world from the jaws of a sabbatean agenda which they recognized when gog and Magog was enacted and the toppling of the twin towers let's call it the three towers went down it was clear to that group of powerful people within the military intelligence co uh, complex that if they did not move quick fast and redeem the structure of governance uh, into the hands of good humans and out of the hands of these sabbateans we were definitely heading to a thermonuclear war and we would never recover mm -hmm. so on the one hand we are seeing now an engineered collapse of the world economy a very necessary and needful engineered collapse and soft demolition of the global economy a very necessary and righteous occurrence because we have to move into jubilee into debt uh, redemption and then into a universal uh, credit extension as the imf bis uh, bank of england federal reserve us treasury uh, ifc and those other uh, agencies as they move into this collapse that's happening right now connected to the petrodollar which is already tanked uh, oil being minus 40 dollars or minus 38 dollars as of yesterday we've just seen a beautifully engineered collapse of the petrodollar which is to sell the systemically evil fractional reserve lending inflationary economics espousing echelon that have been controlling the fate of seven billion souls and 200 plus governments so we are seeing a necessary collapse it's a soft collapse it's a bloodless armageddon we should be grateful at the fact and not make too much noise uh, about that but what we do need to do is separate truth from fiction and we also need to understand the rudiment of human sovereignty and of right 
to life of pure law, which is nobody has any right ever under any statute, under any claim to come at me or my children with an injection and to try and stick a chemical poison into my body. Over my dead body, that event will occur. Now, is that civil disobedience to prevent oneself from being chemically poisoned? by a, a series of statutes that are out of control, have run rogue, run amok, and are in breach of every covenant between the citizen and the government, in breach of every natural law, as well as statutory law, actually, that truly protects us from the tyranny of corrupted government. So we've got now this technocratic intercessionary echelon between good leadership, and I would cite President Donald Trump there, and I would cite President Vladimir Putin, and I would cite, to some extent, Boris Johnson, in my view, because I believe there is a, a, a healthy collusion there. And to some extent, I would say the same as Xi Jinping in China. So the point is, there is good, enlightened leadership acting within the Christed light as I see it. That's my language. And I, 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 I am so thrilled to be alive to witness the reclamation of the pyramid of power. And then you've got the body politic and the grassroots, people of the world. And then in the middle, you've got a technocratic sliver. And that is the technocratic echelon that is the Fauci's of this world, for instance, the Bill Gates's of this world, the people who have been imposed as intercessionaries between good leadership and good people of the world. And that self-elected, self-financed, uh, echelon is the one that we have to now all turn against and see and expose. And I believe that Putin and Trump are doing that from above, and you and I have to do it from here. We must turn all our sights on these criminal, sociopathic agendas, covert agendas, which we can prove forensically. They're evidenced. You talk about the World Health Organization. Do you know, John, I'm a former director general in the IGO sector of the United Nations. I know full well how those protocols are engendered and enacted. I understand the degree of depravity it takes at the, at, at the, at the level of conscience to be able to withstand leadership in an organization like that beyond a certain point. We have reached the end of that entire Babylonian complex. And by the grace of God, we will emerge through it uh, as one, one humanity. But we must turn our attention onto these, these criminal sociopathic enterprises and uh, interests that are seeking now to have us all harvested into a globalist nightmare where we are microchipped, RFID'd, and ultimately transhumanized. Because if you understand the chemistry of glyphosates, strontium, barium, fluoride, aluminum in the human body, and how that interacts with the human gene expression, I can bring to you a dozen of the top scientists in the world who would testify in any courtroom about this criminal enterprise, but they're not being heard. Well, why not? Well, because the protocols that have been set in place by these multilateral institutions have prevent us from being able to investigate. Uh, no disrespect to the Crown of England, particularly on this uh, interview, but the Queen holds a golden share of kinetic. Kinetic is what is the weaponized aspect of the Purbright Institute that was set up over 100 years ago precisely in order to begin 
to study eugenics and global population control through bad medicine and bad science. And the Purbright Institute is financed by the Wellcome Trust and by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Well, no surprise there. And that, of course, leads on to the de facto ownership of the World Health Organization by uh, the, the Gates Foundation and those special interests in the basement. Uh, tied, I believe, uh, directly to Mr. Fauci as well from what I'm hearing and seeing uh, come through. And we're trying now to move through all of that, uh, those facts. But the point being that the Fauci's of this world are servants of the people for the love of God, and they will be held accountable, and they will not hide behind a seal of office. They will not hide behind a badge. They will be exposed if indeed they are involved in high crimes and the travesty that we're facing uh, right now. So many people are dying alone. Literally millions of people are dying in their beds, in their tenement blocks alone without the love and care of their grandchildren, their children. That is an outrage, an affront to the human soul at an epic level. Is anyone speaking to this? And yet these godless sock puppets and mandarins in the International Associated Press uh, uh, cartel and the Reuters and, 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 the, and, the, and the rest of them are all in some diabolical collusion to simply speak to one or two narratives which maintain a perpetual thread of fear and exiling all of us from reality. Well, if you ask me, we should turn our attention also to the trustees and directors and publishers, CEOs and presidents and chairpersons of the Associated Press and Media Networks. They right now are the truest enemy of the people. Well, I, 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 that is, it, it, I, I completely uh, appreciate this communication and I can see from some of the comments that so do our audience. Now, um, I, I have a couple of questions for you personally. Um, one is, um, what specifically, people are talking a lot about Bill Gates's role. How do you see his role specifically? And also, uh, my other point is, why do you feel, I mean, my, you were one of the first people as were we, to truly get behind President Trump, even as early as the primaries. You and I talked about it here at Camelot, and we, we, we genuinely felt that he could be the bolt from the blue that this planet really needs. How the hell is he surviving this, this onslaught? Because, you know, you take a little bit of a battering, I take a little bit of a battering, that he is being attacked every day, and by, frankly, a lot of people that should know better. Uh, you know, I, I have friends uh, in Hollywood that seriously should know better. They have a history of great freedom fighting, but they are uh, not backing him up. But he is surviving. What, what is it? Could you speak to that spiritually in any way? Just so you know, Sasha, we have on here uh, Christians, Jews, atheists, Scientologists, Muslims, uh, Muslims uh, and everyone's welcome, but please, from your spiritual perspective and your deep well of knowledge, how the hell is he surviving? Thank you for this question, because this gets close to the nub for me, and it's an important one, because, uh, again, uh, the President uh, Donald J. Trump, in, in, my, in my view, is a man who is possessed with the, what I call the Christed light, and, and this to me is... Uh, 
is, is the grace of God incarnate. I'm not suggesting that the man is enlightened for one moment. I'm suggesting that the Christ of light moves through archetypes in this realm, always has done, always will, when it is most needful. And I think we're seeing that. Do not judge the man. Judge the, the energy moving through him if you want to. Look, as far as your friends in Hollywood, I also have many friends in Hollywood, some of them uh, very world-renowned uh, celebrities. Ask those friends of yours, John, to look out their windows in Beverly Hills and explain to you why it is that blacked-out Humvees are bundling, uh, coming up at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning with dawn raids all over Hollywood. Um, that right now is under, um, it's, it's under siege. There are elements within the Hollywood machine that have been deeply uh, enmeshed into the Sabbatean blood cult, uh, and the, uh, the ritual satanic abuse element connected to a generational pedophile rings and human trafficking and so on. And many of these people... More. Could you, could you speak to that specifically? Because I get a lot of questions about that, and I always say Sasha's the man that understands this. Well, I'll, I'll move back to that once I've, once I've uh, done some homage to your earlier question regarding uh, Trump. Uh, Trump is, is no fool. Uh, the man is, is not my kind of character or wasn't until I became president. I never watched him on television. I never read his books. I always thought his syntax was appalling and his grammar was, was, uh, was, not, um, was not godly. But the minute I saw the presidential pen, what was coming out of the executive pen in January of, 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 of 2017, I knew immediately that we were seeing um, the source code being attacked of the globalist enterprise. So I started to look very closely at that and recognize that, that Trump was almost certainly approached by the quote-unquote white hats early in the day, possibly as long ago as 2011. I uh, Sorry, 2001. Let me remind your viewers... And let me remind the world at large about Donald Trump. That was the only man that I'm aware of that came out on the day of 9-11 when he was interviewed at the, at the entrance to Trump Tower, when obviously being a great tycoon and a famous citizen of Manhattan, he was asked on the day, what did we just witness with the Twin Towers? What is your comment? And his commentary at that time, if you recall, was, that was controlled demolition. He more or less called it out on the day. So I've been aware for a long time that Donald Trump was no part of any Sabbatean global invisible hand. And I've also met other billionaires. One of them was formerly the wealthiest man in Australia, Alan Bond, who was a beloved friend. Alan Bond, I had lunches and dinners when he told me the truth about how he had been subverted, taken down when he didn't hand back the money that he'd earned you know, and didn't join the secret societies. The point being, Donald Trump was the right stuff. Just a good man, good father, good grandfather. And I believe that because he's got such a tremendous egoic presence and dynamism, the skin of a rhinoceros, the man can take a thousand poison darts and not fall over. And that is, he was born to that role. He was born to be the perennial patriarch, uh, forgive me, uh, uh, the patriot. And that is what he is. And if you go back and study his appearances on Letterman and Oprah and all whatever else over the years, going back three decades, the man is entirely consistent with what he said 30 years ago. So that means to me he is a man in integrity and veracity. Uh, so he's strong enough to, to withstand uh, the, the bullets 
that'll fail him. And dare I say it, John, I imagine he even rather enjoys it. Because like me, I, I get accused of the most heinous things, as you know. I mean, I've seen little films being made about me and the most ghastly things. And it it happens and you look at it and you think, my God. The, the, uh, well, but actually, there comes the a point where you begin to realize, well, I must be doing something right, you know. And yeah, I think that he probably feels the same way. Well, actually, I can speak to that because he is enjoying it. And uh, uh, he's he's actually thriving on the challenges and uh, has never been doing better health-wise. Um, and I, I complete, I think, you know, the Lord speaks through certain people. Um, His Grace uh, has just uh, made a comment that he agrees with you totally. Um, and of course, uh, and we, we also have Nurse Kate on here, who's quite a character I'll introduce you to, Sasha, uh, great campaigner. Um, but if I could just speak to his grace's input, he was uh, with ourselves when I talk about yourself and myself and Arena and his grace obviously had the foresight to invite President Trump to Blenheim when uh, all the politicians here were squabbling and actually at that time were trying to ban him from coming to England altogether. <laughs> he, he's never going to take the credit for it, but I will share it with you and we can all witness this. But the fact of the matter is, is had His Grace not extended uh, friendship towards President Trump, the special relationship between England and the United States today uh, would look very, very different indeed. Um, so it's sort of interesting how God moves through certain beings. And um, in a way, um, it's something to celebrate. I feel at the moment there is there is great reason for joy, even though of course we are we are witnessing uh, a whole lot of people that really don't deserve the sadness that they're experiencing to experience that sadness. But I suppose uh, that is how it is. But uh, that's our that's I agree with you completely. He is uh, the Christ Spirit uh, has lifted him up and. Mm. Uh, I agree. I think he was chosen very early, and I think it's very interesting that you reference that point. We did an entire chronological study of all of his interviews when he first announced, and you are absolutely right. He did say that within a few hours of the buildings coming down, um, yeah. and uh, that footage is still actually available somewhere. Um, I've seen it, so um, it's quite interesting. Quite interesting. I'm glad we we agree on that. John, I'd like to. I'd like to say, if I may, that having, as I said, I, I'm one of those people who is a, a faux intellectual liberal by persuasion. Um, and I'm glad that I've humanized myself in the last few years um, and extracted myself from that particular brand of myopia, which incidentally is the myopia that is seizing your friends in Hollywood, Beverly Hills. I love nothing more than going to California and having those, uh, being invited to those dinner parties and beating each of them with a stick one by one because a liberal intellectualism is a, is a very toxic mindset. It's completely engineered. It's privileged. So it believes that it is ahead of the curve when in point of fact, the curve was always the pulse of Midwest America which is the thing that swept Trump into power, which no one saw coming. All the liberal intellectuals and pundits on earth couldn't see that one coming. 
What was it that drove it? It was the pulse of Midwest America, the good Christian pulse. And that is why I say the Christ of light has been moving from day one. This is pure mathematics. One can look at it in that way. But I will say this. Although I at first thought that uh, his, his syntax was appalling, I've come around to thinking it's actually quite brilliant. And I think that Trump, like Putin, are, are guys who thoroughly enjoy playing 5D chess and are very, very good at it. Well, we, 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 love, we, we love President Putin, uh, Uncle Vladimir. He's, mm. he's, he's, he's a lovely, lovely uh, spirit. And um, I think that in coming months, we're going to see something very positive emerging between President Trump, uh, Vladimir Putin, and as you spoke to earlier, Xi. I'm not entirely uh, convinced that he is not a white hat within the system uh, that he's operating within. And I've definitely... Let me address that. Yes. Let, let me address that quickly to give some succor to that contention of yours, which I regard as entirely accurate. Xi Jinping, I think you'll find, is the president who put the, the former president behind bars, essentially, for his involvement in uh, crime, not least of which we know was organ harvesting or sanctioning of organ harvesting of the Falun Gong yes. and human trafficking. So that's all you need to know about Xi Jinping, is that he came as the right stuff at the right time. And dear God, that man needs uh, our support as well, in my view, especially in light of the fact that part of the 5D chess game that is about to be played, John, is that we are being invited wholesale to begin a demonization process of China connected to the Wuhan uh, laboratory and the Wuhan outbreak, because that is a smoking gun in the in the let's say the lower reaches of our intellectual inquiry into the pandemic people are beginning to now correspond the pandemic to what happened in wuhan uh, in the so-called wet markets and what have you so we're seeing now a process where china is about to be demonized by most of the west and i think to some extent it may be that boris johnson and trump are playing into that necessarily as part of the 5d chess which is why they both banned Huawei from, uh, from their soil, respectively. And that's now happening in other parts of the world. To ban Huawei from the 5G rollout is a very, very significant chess move. So we're going to see a demonization of China, which will begin an investigation of the verity of those claims that bioweaponry uh, emerged behind COVID-19 from Wuhan. And I think Xi Jinping will receive that rugby ball and he will allow that investigation to come in because he wants it to happen because people will then learn through a pure investigation process that it leads back to the United States, to various universities and laboratories in the United States. Oddly enough, apparently connected to Fauci and, and, uh, and Bill Gates. Well, that's going to be rather interesting, is it not? Which in turn colors the World Health Organization in an unheralded way. And that will lead back, I think you'll find, when Trump then receives the ball and allows investigations to lead from Wuhan back to institutions in the United States, that will help to route out the swamp for Trump ever further. And then I think you'll find the investigations will quite naturally move through the United States back to institutions like Purbright and Imperial College in England.
And then I think England, Boris Johnson will receive the rugby ball there, catch it, and the investigations will go through that. I think you'll find to a kinetic. And when you get to kinetic, you'll discover that uh, Her Majesty the Queen owns the golden share, so there's no investigations permitted, and no one's allowed to raise any controversy. Wow. Well, that is very, very interesting indeed. And as I think we, we discussed, we received um, an ambassadorial delegation here at Camelot prior to Trump's visit to China. And um, the impression that we had uh, of Xi Jinping there was, was a very, very positive one. And that has not dissipated all the way through this. And um, I, I'm, I'm very pleased that you, you see it that way. And of course, we also feel as a family very warm towards uh, President Putin. And I think we have a unique opportunity to bring these elements together now. Um, I, I really wanted to take this opportunity now because the, the feedback that I'm getting from our audience here, number one, I would ask everybody on here to share this feed. Um, what I'm about to say, Sasha, is, is sincerely from the heart, you, our dear friend, have done something for this planet. Oh. Ah. Hang on. We lost. The feed is just cut. We lost, Sasha. We're going to dial back. Sasha's going to dial back now. Sasha, you're back. Oh, you're oh back. good, good. Well, I was, uh, the, the, how it comes, the, the line would cut out at that moment. What I wanted to say to you is that um, you, our dear friend, have done so much to um, bless this planet with your wisdom. Mm. And I just wanted to take this moment in front of all the beings on here to bear witness to that, but also to truly acknowledge you for what you have done. Because you have been, for, to my knowledge, the best part of 30 years, but in truth, I'm sure it is actually eons. Uh, I, I'd like to say how long it's been, but it's probably uh, would not be real to most people how long you've been working on this line. Um, I just wanted to acknowledge what you have done and the fight that you have, even though I know you enjoy it, uh, and I know you would do nothing else because it's innate to your personal sovereignty. Um, I just wanted to thank you on behalf of all the people out there that have not thought to thank you or perhaps have not had the opportunity to thank mm. you and to let you know that we really do recognize you for who you are spiritually, uh, divinely, and that your presence is um, so appreciated, so appreciated by people out there you know, there are people out there right now sitting, as you say, on their own, mm. in their homes, possibly dying. Mm. This communication could well be uh, a lifeline to them. And you are so giving of your truth. And you have been so at the cutting edge of using technology to communicate. You have been so in advance. 
Uh, and you have certainly inspired us here at Camelot to come up in our uh, courage to do what we're attempting to do. And, 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 and frankly, uh, we are, uh, you know, uh, uh, we're achieving a fraction of what it is that you've done. But it is, is really extraordinary what you... Well, thank you. Thank you, John. That's for you. Very kind. You're very kind. Thank you. Because it does bear saying. And um, so, uh, and, and there's a lot of agreement on, on here. His Grace says, thank you very much, Sasha. Um, so many positive comments. You can read them later. I don't know if you see them on your screen. But um, could you take a little bit of time to get into this, this blood cult situation in, in Hollywood? Because, Hollywood yeah. because, you know, it, it does sit on the edge of people's reality, but I think we all have felt for some years that something is very wrong. We keep witnessing these crazy people ending up in power uh, within the entertainment business, uh, the level of corruption degradation. and degradation of humanity that emanates from that particular uh, area. As you know, I, I, I have a lot of friends in Hollywood. I lived there for six years. But I did see things there, and in the end, I, 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 I decided to withdraw and to come back to Albion to tap into the, the English, uh, you know, uh, divinity that, that we all love. But could you speak to that? Happily, uh, John, where, where to begin? I'll try and keep it brief and concise and, and intelligible because it's such a labyrinthine uh, area of focus that I have um, one or the other since 2007 been uniquely interested in. And it began, um, as you know, when I was visited at that time by the uh, founder of the Federal Child Tracking Agency in the United States, who had come to London, introduced to me curiously by the former billionaire uh, Al Bond, Alan Bond, who was a friend, as I said earlier. And Al was the one who brought this gentleman to my home and said, you know, you deal with this. I can't deal with this. This is an ugly shit, you know, and left this this wonderful man with me. We spent a, a couple of days, I believe, in meeting. And uh, he he had a bunch of files. And he had been at this for over 30 years, I believe, at the time, and explained to me that his great frustration still being at that time, I believe, the head of the child trafficking uh, agency, a federal child tracking agency, he said, look, I founded this work over 30 years ago, which was adopted as the federal child tracking agency. But he said over the years, um, there's been less and less truth telling. And he says, got to the point where I'm planting an organization or we have an organization that is actually the PR interface to lie about child trafficking you know, tra uh, child trafficking. And he explained to me at that time that there were upward of 800,000 children going missing a year in North America. Now, honestly, I, I knew who man was. I knew he'd come through uh, Albon, but I didn't believe for a second that that could be true. I mean, how, how do you compute that? And I had to sit with it for a couple of weeks literally try and do the computations. Oh, well, there's 300 million people in America, 800,000 per year going missing. And I was trying to do the computation. And my final meeting with that man, I asked him directly what he believed in his heart of hearts was at the root of this. And he said, 
he believed it was connected to ritual sacrifice and those sorts of areas. Very egregious, very nefarious, because he said, the kids that we are losing sight of are not coming back. We don't find their bones. We don't. Normal truants are a different, different demographic. Truants phone their favorite cousin three months later. They come back to mum two years later, or they send a card. He said, truants, we know how to account for truancy. And there's hundreds of thousands of those. But he said, this is kids who disappear off the face of the earth and are not seen again. I then looked into the United Kingdom, England and Wales, and found that it was very similar. Not as big numbers, obviously, but grotesque numbers. I then looked into Scandinavia and found that that was a corridor as well. But that's the thing that began my study, investigation into the story. I then subsequently met with a former uh, Scotland Yard uh, in, uh, detective inspectors and uh, Metropolitan Police guys and um, uh, MI5 MI, uh, 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 scout, uh, CIA and NSA, um, former heads of those agencies, powerful people who corroborated this stuff. I met with ambassadors and plenipotentiaries who corroborated as well that in their part of the world, in Central South America, Southeast Asia, that these things have been rife and going on for generations. So once I got it into my head and understood that, I started to have to really dig deeper and say, well, what's happening to them? And then you're necessarily and naturally led into this grotesque rabbit hole of understanding much of the compartmentalized basement of the Roman Catholic Church, which appears to be a prime progenitor of this uh, systemic and endemic evil, which has occurred through nunneries and monasteries and all sorts. The cloistered, uh, um, um, the fact that those churches are able, under ecclesiastical privilege, to do things off radar, which can never be investigated generationally, has been much of the problem. When you get monasteries being rape factories, nunneries being breeding factories over the years. Not all, not all by long chalk, but enough to be systemically evil and to promulgate the misery of millions and millions of souls. And then you look into how certain religions in the modern context were invented. Mormonism comes to mind. I wonder why. And there are good Mormons out there believe that they, 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 their faith and their church are a godly construct. Well, they can continue to believe that. I believe it for a second. I have too much. I've spoken to bishops within those faiths who have come and wanted to give testimony. So the point is there are many religions that were engineered, which have also been harboring these rat lines and these uh, trafficking, uh, opium, gun running, drug running, uh, you know, and, and human trafficking. The, the, the U.S. military bases themselves, a thousand of them around the world, as Robert David Steele, former uh, um, CIA spy, tells the world, those thousand military bases have been the lily pads for trafficking, pedophile rings, and so on. I've been informed by uh, heads of agencies that, that that and name supermarkets and 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 courier services that fly from country to country and have trucks that you know drive with impunity through the center of cities are also in some cases carrying children and and human trafficking. It's all part of a grotesque. I met with countless John, countless survivors 
victims, crime commissioners, people who've investigated this stuff for decades. So I'm steeped with the heinous logic of the travesty of ages that has wrought its way through not just this civilization, but one's proceeding, going back to pre-Sumerian times, where the snake of the, the brotherhood of the snake and these leopard cults of Africa and these Khazarian and Sabbatean blood cult agendas have always remained hidden by distinction and by definition. And they have co-opted religions along the way and compartmentalized themselves within religions, which is how you have the Lurian Kabbalistic Sabbatean agenda operating primarily through the Jewish faith, which is much maligned as a beautiful mystical tradition. And the Roman Catholic Church, which itself is much maligned because it's been compartmentalized within that arterial system. And the papacy knows full well. And the black papacy behind the papacy have known full well because that has been essentially the invisible hand in much of this. Which is why in 2013 the Jesuit Pope was brought forward and Ratzinger returned to cloisters after seeking clemency from the president of Italy by best accounts. Well, that's because these are CEOs of a crime cartel uh, that have gone on for an awful long time. Go back to the Argentinian Junta in the 1970s and study the big figures who were operating there and coming under the investigation hammer. And you might find that those people are the same incumbents in high office in the Vatican right now. So it goes on. Cardinal Pell in Australia, a second highest ranking official in the Vatican, being outed for kitty fiddling. Well, Apparently, he's just been let off in Australia. But the game is not over. The story's not over. The point is that since 2013, the Vatican has been undergoing its own soft demolition because it was instructed to. This is where the story starts to get very interesting. And this is actually the story that I'd regard myself as more of an expert than anything else, mm. which is connected to the global collaterals. Who owns the global collaterals? Who is behind the collaterals which prop up the Crown of England, the Bank of England, the Federal Reserve, the U.S. Treasury, and so on? This is very enigmatic stuff, but this is the real stuff that's going to be coming out very, very soon. It's connected to the hereditary leaders of the Cherokee, the Hopi, the Aboriginals, the Maori, the, the, the Asians, in, from Philippines to Indonesia and China, uh, the so-called dragons. These are the historical families and historical cultural leaders who were approached by the Vatican complex uh, centuries ago through the Jesuitical arm of the Anglo-American Corporation, a.k.a. the uh, uh, British East India Company, the Dutch East India Company, which was the carrier system for that particular evil at the time, which was all dominion and all extension of the realm. Of, of the papacy, in point of fact, through the crown of England and the Dutch crown and, so, and the Portuguese crown, the Spanish crown and the Belgian crown and so on. So it's all been a very centralized uh, focus. The dominion of black skin, brown skin, red skin and yellow skin people of the world under the papal bulls of discovery, which was the flag of the papacy that gave sanction to the Belgian, Portuguese, Dutch, Spanish, French, uh, and English crowns to go forth and conquest and murder with impunity all of those black skin, brown skin, yellow skin, and red skin peoples because they were demarcated under papal canon as being homo animalis, subhuman. To this very day, John, they remain demarcated under papal canon 
as being homo animalis. And I've been the one with multiple cultural leaders. Let me step back. I beg your pardon. My organization and I have been involved in working very closely with multiple hereditary leaders, uh, kings, queens, paramount chiefs, and so on, in order to bring about a redemption event. Because that, to me, John, is the Rubicon, if you want to understand blood cultism. You have to understand the historical crimes against our colored brethren by, dare I say it, the white skin. We do have to account for this. This is the Atlantean legacy. We went forth with the Atlantean fire and built goddamn atomic bombs for the love of Christ. That was how we took our element forth. The peoples of Central South America, according to the Hopi prophecy, went forth with the, with the earth and, and with, the, with, with the soil. And there they've engendered earth medicines and beautiful, beautiful medicines that are really behind all the true medicaments that heal diseases are issuing from these beautiful natural uh, elements. And that's courtesy in the main of, of the Amazon jungles and so on. And the Africans were given air to move through and so on. But the point I'm making is that the white skin has a great deal of accounting to do to ourselves. But the point is that a redemption event is absolutely integral to our ascension and our evolution as a species at the psycho-spiritual, psycho-cultural level. If we wish to truly emancipate, we're going to have to bring about a redemption, a circle of humanity, so to speak. I've been seeking that since 1999. That was the genesis of my journey. And as His Grace uh, the Duke knows very well, uh, or may recall, forgive me, when we met, I was at the time uh, trying to collate uh, artists from all around the world to begin the Monument to Mankind project, uh, which I was planning to build here, to try to unify all the different idioms, cultural and spiritual idioms of the peoples of the world, to bring a central focus to the need for redemption. I'm seeking now amongst the hereditary and legacy leaders of the world and the collateral owners, most of whom I've met in person, sometimes under military purview, at other times um, at, at my home. But I've been seeking amongst that fraternity that they come together with all of their ancient treaties and compacts signed by invariably the Jesuits, the different crowns of, of Europe, and to lay down those treaties, those ancient compacts, and set fire to them. Because we cannot honor those treaties. There's no way of honoring them. The Russian contiguous land was the prime collateral offered to the global financial system at the turn of last century. Um, this was part of the toppling of the Romanov uh, dynasty and the financing of the Bolshevik revolution through, the, through Wall Street. And they were forced into handing over Russia as a collateral because it's the biggest collateral of minerals and resources on earth. And they did enter that compact. And the trustees of that trust have not been honored. Russia has not been paid back. There's been no uh, uh, redemption of, of, uh, to them. In fact, they've been consistently violated and, and, uh, and, and used as a, a point of deception uh, by the Western uh, corporate imperial hegemonialists. That's so the that's same thing. Sorry, that's, that's amazing that you understand that about uh, Russia, because, of course, that, that is Russia as a nation has been very violated and very under-acknowledged for its positive role. Um, 
just a quick comment before I lose it off the screen. Uh, His Grace says, uh, Sasha, see you in Bali. Thank you so much. Please send my love to Charlie and Lulu Orchard, who I gather are characters in uh, the Bali uh, uh, game, which you probably understand, but, 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 you know, His Grace probably understands, and you, you do too. So um, Very good. Thank, thank you, Grace. Thank you. I'll, I'll certainly pass that on if I can. Good, good, good. Um, but to, back to your point about Russia, um, that, that is very, very interesting. And I think that, um, you know, the real story of Russia is so unknown in the West. Mm. Um, and it was something that, you know, I uh, was blessed to, to, to meet Nina and to gain a deep understanding from her family's political background of that debt, um, but it is, is, is very good that you, you speak to that. Well, John, I've met with, uh, I, met, I know, and I'm deeply fond of um, the five-star military general uh, slash living trustee of the, the Russian collaterals, um, who goes by a code name which is well known to all the crowned heads of Europe uh, and to the US Treasury Secretary, um, and, and all power, true power players, uh, know the name. I won't give it out on this interview. But I, I know him well and love him. And I've spent time, I'm honored to have spent time with him. I've been permitted to study the compacts and treaties. Going back to the formation of Alsace Lorraine and many parts of Europe, I've seen those uh, Genesis treaties which are contained uh, uh, by uh, by the, the uh, living trustee of the Russian collaterals. I've also met the, the living trustees of the uh, Asian collaterals and others. So it's a very real story, the point being that that needs to all come together and there needs to be a redemption event. But that also means full dissolution of the Vatican complex. This is integral to it. And the papal canon, the papal bulls of discovery, are the very least that needs to happen uh, as a catalyzing factor for true cultural and historical redemption is the absolute um, uh, zeroing out of the Vatican complex. People are, of course, free to choose whatever faith they wish to. But uh, in the same way that uh, Mohammed, uh, Prophet Mohammed, God, God bless him, um, and may may he be in peace. In the same way that he stormed the Kaaba and uh, trashed the idols in the Kaaba uh, uh, many centuries ago, in the same way that uh, the Master Jesus stormed the uh, temple and overthrew the table of the moneylenders. So must we, each of us standing in the Christ of light in our generation, we must also storm the citadel and rout out the idolaters. And we must do it in our time. And this is our time. Well, we are the great order bringers, I believe. And as, 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 uh, you know, as one brings order, confusion comes into view and the solution is to keep bringing order. And I think what you've done from a lot of people looking at the comments here is, is that you have put in place um, a tremendous amount of order today uh, in many, many universes uh, that are observing this uh, historic interview. What is the question? The question is very briefly, Sasha, what's the update of what's happening in Hollywood and with all these arrests or no arrests? There's a lot of data on, on all over. Can you give us something? Yeah. 
It's underway. I've, I've had it corroborated firsthand. It's, it's underway. Mass arrests, I don't know if you call it mass arrests, but I'd say strategic arrests and detentions, indictments are, are all unfolding right now. And that's also part of this engineered um, self-exile, self-isolationist protocol. Everyone's being invited to stay at home. Um, don't forget that whenever we're about to see true change in this world, um, we, we have mass shootings in schools and stadiums, and we have like Twin Towers occur and 7-7, um, all these heinous uh, Operation Gladio events which are engineered by the Sabbatean uh, cult uh, happen in broad daylight in order to infuse terror into people all around the world and allow the rogue elements of governance to then uh, constrict and, uh, and bring about even more erosion of civil uh, liberties and so on. So we've reached an acme point as far as that's all concerned uh, right now. People staying away and out of, um, out of the, the gun sites is a very good thing. There are a lot of strategic arrests taking place all around the world. There is the unearthing of human trafficking and children from these tunnel systems. As I understand it, I've had sufficient uh, feedback from first-hand accounts to uh, uh, give it full credence. And it all makes perfect sense. Because if one can simply stop identifying with the apocalyptic images that are self-reflecting back at us and step into the inner flame, uh, whoever you be, of whatever spiritual persuasion, and step into the sanctity of your true knowing, your psionic center, your true atom seed in consciousness, what do you see there? What do you feel there? And what do you know there? That is the only thing that is required to navigate ourselves into supernature. Uh, you know a great deal about that, um, John and Irene. You, you guys exemplify that in your own faith. But the fact of the matter is, look to yourself and ask your inner sanctity. Ask that, ask that counsel. What is going on? Do you feel like we're moving into another Armageddon with New World Order and, and you know, nuclear, thermonuclear Armageddon? Or do I feel an emergent horizon of gilded, Christed light coming over the over the horizon. I know that all human who are operating at heart frequency and above are absolutely able to see that horizon emerging through this apocalyptic cloud. That is what we need to keep focused toward. That's where we project our plasma. That is where we manifest the outcome. So let us not fall victim to the apocalyptic shroud being dreamt into the field by our ill-begotten brethren who have chosen to take a left fork in the road, who have chosen to be microchipped and vaccinated and wear ridiculous masks on their face and walk around like baboon. Those of us who are not standing in the flame have already chosen to move into fear, constriction, reflexivity. And alas, you will perish to that idiom ultimately. This is a choice. Apocalypse was always a choice. And our choice is to remain fixed on the golden horizon, to know that what we project into the field whilst standing in that Christed light is what manifests. What we embody is what manifests. I choose the light. I choose affirmation. I choose emancipation. It's a choice.
Now, you've been incredibly giving of your time, Sasha, but there is one other subject yes, that we would like you to articulate to. on, which is the 5G uh, thing. You've spoken a lot to this, and if you simply want to refer somebody to one of your videos, I would understand, but could it just in simple terms for our audience, um, Sasha made an incredible film called The 5G Apocalypse, which if you haven't must seen, see. you must see. He has been talking about 5G now for over two years. Um, it seems that the planet has woken up and, um, uh, you know, now you, 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 th this is what everybody is concerned about. Could you just explain it in brief and then also what should and be done about it? Is it too late planet to wake up? Is it too late? I understand the question. Thank you for thank you for asking it. In the first instance, I would adv advise anyone truly interested in the subject do watch uh, the film I put out last year, Five G Apocalypse: The Extinction Event. It's freely available. Millions and millions of people have been watching it. It's out there. Watch it because that took us a long time to put together, and it's I think about as comprehensive as anyone can get. Um, subsequently to that, I've met with many experts on the subject, including former CEOs of the biggest telecom satellite groups in the world, uh, weapons experts, um, quantum physicists, scientists, uh, laboratories involved in high-frequency radiation analysis, and so on. Um, I've also met with countless frontline uh, doctors and health and medical scientists and professionals who themselves know and recognize that the single biggest threat facing our species is a threshold event uh, of uh, radiation frequencies that collapses the entire uh, biosphere of the earth beyond a certain point. Now, 5G is, uh, we're led to believe, is next generation telecommunications delivery uh, system. No, it is not. It is almost certainly a globalist hand at work uh, in collusion with very ignorant um, uh, corporate sector and banking sector, rolling out a 10, 12, 15 trillion dollar global infrastructure of micro antennas, phased array antennas and MIMO tanks, maximum in, maximum out tanks that are also by stealth uh, being situated all around the world, principally in the developing world, but ultimately everywhere. Um, 42-odd thousand satellites we hear being launched by uh, that sociopath Elon Musk and his SpaceX program, uh, and those satellites taking up position in the sky. People are seeing them in the last week or two uh, being trailed. It looks like about 12, 15 little stars moving in a line in the sky. That's happening all over North America. People are able to see it fairly easily. That is SpaceX mobilization and deployment. You're talking about 42-odd thousand satellites being deployed to create a sky net or drag net which will become weaponized when the full 5G thing, uh, frequency bandwidth goes live globally. It will instantly lock and load the entire planet into an irrecoverable, irretrievable, irretrievable sky net, which will start to activate at the radiation frequency level on the human gene. It will make use of the chemicals that have already been infused into our bodies by stealth through the air, soil, and water. I'm talking about glyphosates in the food, aluminium, strontium, barium, and so on through the geoengineering and chemtrailing, and fluoride through the municipal water supplies of the last 75 years are all locking in the human body and creating multiple chemical reactions, which ultimately cage the pineal gland 
and will prevent our capacity to think for ourselves or move into any kind of sentient spiral as a species or as a plane of existence. Um, so what we're left with? We're left with a Skynet which is uh, activated, which is locking everything within the realm of the Earth plane into its uh, meta uh, surveillance grip. It is able to dial into the isotope frequencies of the, any one of us by our own DNA signature and poison us by best accounts can bring about any uh, health um, uh, issues, uh, heart attacks and all the rest of it. Make people sick, could start to cull demographics of people, different parts of the world as part of a population control mechanism, which we all know has been an intention of these globalists for a very long time. And they broadcast the fact in the public domain. So I welcome any of them trying to drag me into a courtroom who will beat them to death with their own stick. But the point being that there is has been a long-standing uh, enterprise to uh, reduce the world's population into a very controllable demographic. Uh, probably half a billion or less, and then to uh, artificialize those human drones by self-replicating nanodiodes and different um, uh, nanotechnologies which are already activating in many people's bodies around the world. If you're interested in that subject and want to pursue it, look up Morgellons syndrome and you will see videos, photographs of that. Um, those are things growing in the human body, breaking out of the skin, and beginning to create, in a sense, neural pathways or new synapses uh, for artificial intelligence to emerge. Um, is um, uh, Musk, Bill Gates, and these characters, are these uh, uh, false light icons involved? I don't know if they're involved or just front men uh, playing at being playboys or uh, rich billionaires, but one imagines that they're fully aware of what, what it is that they're doing. All I can speak to is the pure science of what is actually emerging uh, and waging war against the human genome. Uh, 5G is the catalyst or the trigger to activate that chemical bomb that exists inside all ecosystems, which is why we need to stand the thing down, which is why we should be asking, why is it that the highest um, authority in law uh, in the uh, United Kingdom is uh, calling for the criminalization? of people like me who are speaking truth or trying to even investigate the possible uh, truth behind things like uh, Corona, 5G, uh, COVID-19 and so on. Um, so there is a desperate effort on the part of the large uh, ring of defense of these uh, globalist Luciferians uh, to knock out the conversation and prevent any dialogue at all. Again, which is why I'm very grateful uh, for this uh, particular interview. Well, you, you know, that, that is very, very clear. And, of course, your, your seminal work on the subject, which is 5G Apocalypse Film, if somebody could actually post the link here in the comments section um, so that everybody has that reference point. Sasha... Um, is, it, is it too late, Sasha? Is it too late? No. No, it is absolutely not too late. Um, in point of fact, uh, I would bet everything that I have in this world on the fact that both Putin and Trump and probably Xi Jinping as well, uh, have worked out. And I think probably Boris Johnson, if, in light of his uh, reversing the contracts with uh, Huawei, or whatever you call them, the Chinese interests in England, um, I think you'll find that they become... In fact, you know what? Let me step up. 
I know that they're aware. I know that Trump is aware. I've spoken to people in his circle who came to see me last year in London and uh, certainly convinced me that the president uh, was not only aware of the film, the 5G apocalypse, or his immediate circle were, but that, um, but that uh, he is aware of the weaponized aspect. I've also been in touch with uh, leading figures in the highest, uh, in the most powerful, let me say the most powerful intelligence agency uh, in North America who contacted me multiple times. Uh, and have told me that uh, my 5G apocalypse film is being used effectively as a training manual now in that uh, in that uh, intelligence uh, network, and that is the most powerful network in, in the United States. So I know that the weaponization of the frequencies has now become known. Uh, I think that the 5G thing may still roll out, and I think that the frequency set will be simply uh, uh, changed uh, for uh, life affirming or Tesla based frequencies, or certainly not harmful. Uh, frequencies, which could still carry uh, the communicate telecommunications and rapid upload and download and all of that doesn't need to be impeded. So that's the question that we need to ask. Why then has there been a clear conspiracy to weaponize the 5G global superstructure? Why? That will be answered to and people will hang by the neck or be shot through the heart for their crimes against humanity. Of that you can be absolutely certain because there will be Nuremberg type trials coming up when we come out of this tunnel. And I do believe that those, uh, those uh, trials will be sponsored by the most powerful individuals on earth. Of course, we would, we would never advise uh, any no. lawlessness uh, of any sort, and that's certainly not what you're condoning, Sasha. Um, Quite so. And, and, and that's yeah. absolutely the case. So we want to make that clear that uh, we advise complete law-abidingness from our great yeah, we, you know. Um, are pursuing legal routes. And they're pursuing legal routes. And, uh, let, let's look at that, John. Let, let's look at that quickly because that's a very important point. So indeed, let me now address my brothers and sisters in the United Kingdom, France, Germany, Italy, Scandinavia, and so on. What to do? What would I do if I was in England, if I was living in England right now? What I would do is I would march down to my local municipal office, council office, town hall. I would find out the name of the individual in that town hall or municipality who is most responsible for the health and safety of people in the borough or the district or the town or the village. Find the name of the health and safety officer of your town hall, your municipality, and then write directly to that living soul. And then invite them to answer you in timely fashion within three to five days and put your questions clearly to them in honor. If you do not get a response, send the letter again. If you do not get a response, send it finally, third time, with a liability notice holding them personally liable for any harm that comes to you or your family. And you see, if we start to peg liability notices onto the people hiding behind the costume or the seal of office, and bring the fight, so to speak, to them directly and invite them into cognizance of the facts. Of course, first one should try to uh, educate them and one ought to bring up these questions. But if you're not being served with intelligent answers to desperately serious and important questions, then who is in breach? It is not you. Who is in breach? It becomes the authority. And it goes all the way up to the health minister and take the fight to the health minister. Attorney General or the health or the uh, law ministry are standing in the way and making threats against the citizenry, then take the fight to those souls, men and women, 
whoever they are, the chief justices, whoever they are, take the fight to them. Take it all the way up to Boris Johnson or to President Trump. Take the fight to their doorstep and cite them as well. People are doing that. It's very necessary. We need to each of us disentangle from this godless fiction of pyramidal control over living souls by dead corporate interests and entities. Simple as that. So in a sense, we should be dragged into courtrooms because we should beat them to death with their own stick in that place. There are very good judges out there. There are very good police out there. There are very good officials out there. And they will see the, the raison d'etre. They will see the cause of truth, pure truth and right action. And right now, it's such a time of awakening yeah. that, no, it is not, time is not the issue here. Um, and we're not running out of time. But today is the time. Now is the time. The point is, Go to the bathroom now and look in the mirror and look to yourself. Look to your left eye and to your right eye and ask yourself, what am I doing to change that, to change the policy, to change the, to change the, 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 the rollout of 5G? What am I doing in terms of consciousness in action? That is the only thing that is going to change it. We cannot simply confer amongst each other and exchange information and then send petitions to one another to sign on Facebook. This is innocuous at least, and it will not have any effect at all against the Leviathan. But when you walk out of your front door and you take the fight, so to speak, to the local official on your high street and keep pressing and get friends and family and neighbors to join you, then do not move until you get the answer. Go for them and their birth bonds, their treasury bonds, and don't relinquish. Don't let go of the fight until you are fully satisfied, in honor, as a good living man or woman of a living soil, of the truth of these things. And if they are a crime against you, your family, then civil disobedience becomes your duty to self and to God, to hell with government. We will just see if we can connect. Yeah. Um, Sasha, I think we may have fallen foul of, of, of the monitors or something. Um, almost certainly we have, John. There is no way they're letting me back in. I think literally they're turning my camera on or my mic on and off. I think this is a period of my desktop. I'll have to reinstall. Well, um, you know what? I, 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 fair to say, I think you thoroughly uh, blew this broadcast up. Um, people are absolutely loving what you have communicated. And, um, you know, all I would say is, is um, Sasha, is out of great friendship comes great opportunity and great potential power. And I am so glad that we took the time to invest with each other when you came to see us. Um, and I just want to close this broadcast now by... Um, offering you all of our possible best intentions. And um, we would love to have you back on here at some later opportunity once the um, deep state recovers. Let's put it that way. Well, 
we, we, we really, really appreciate you, Sasha, and I will let you go now. You've been so giving of your time. Everybody's saying thank you from Australia, uh, from all over the world, and I'm sure this is going to resonate, and please do feel free to share this with your networks as we will share it with ours. And, um, you know, thank you so much for your, your divine presence here with us. Thank you, Sasha. Thank you, thank you, thank you both, and also thank you to his grace. I really appreciate his kind words and even the most tremendous uh, influence, and it, it, it makes us all feel very good that we're speaking to, 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 to the right kind of echelon. It's wonderful. Thank you. Thank well, you. it is fantastic, and of course, his grace has been, uh, is very much a part of this broadcast. He's, I think he's been on every single broadcast that we have uh, had, and of course, he has uh, you know, we, we, we chat every day. He says, and see you in Bali. He says, see you in Bali. See you in Bali. So there you go. Very good. God bless you both. Bye-bye. Thank you, Sasha. Lots, Lots of, of love. love. Okay. Very good. See you later. Okay. Well, I think, I think we've got so much valuable information. So much valuable. And, and thank you, darling, for um, really, uh, well, I mean, you asked the questions that needed to be asked. Well, because people ask me, and I, I like to give, I, I don't know what to say. And he, is, he seems to be researched, and it's, it's just an opportunity to share research or opinion or whatever. Well, I know. He is really very, very special indeed. And, he of course, is. Sasha has created something in Bali. It's called the New Earth Haven. Mm. And you can find his website. Uh, perhaps somebody can post it on here. Um, so the, uh, it's a good point. Misha Gandelman is asking, could you repeat what Sasha told you on the phone? Because they couldn't hear. Well, he just said that his, his computer there was, was jamming. It, it seems as if somebody was jamming the feed. He couldn't get his camera to work. He couldn't get... Uh, it, it just seems that, you know, the feed was being interrupted. He was trying to come back in three or four times. Um, and what he did say, though, is that he's willing to come back on to... Camelot Castle TV, uh, you know, every couple of weeks or once a month to give us a little update um, because he really recognizes that the people on here are great, um, you know, uh, leaders, you know, of thought and deed. Truth seekers. Truth seekers. So uh, we're going to upload this video online. We're also going to download it onto our servers so that it will be preserved. Um, and um, what can I say? Tune in tonight at 9.30 because we may well have uh, something else interesting for you. There's a lot going on today. Please can I ask everybody on here to share this feed. This is probably one of the most important broadcasts that we've done. This is a critical, critical data in this and um, I would really appreciate it if you would do that. I think on the subject of 5G, I, I really, it resonates with me what he said. It's power in the people. Signing petitions is not really being effective. It's people getting out there, finding local officials, finding people responsible, and um, just demanding the data and the research and evidence that it is safe. Absolutely. And that is the only way to make a difference, you know, from it, it just cannot be done by signing another petition because petitions get removed 
Um, These Facebook position, petitions, yeah. frankly, have very, very limited value. Mm, mm. Uh, and I, you have to hold the local officials personally, legally responsible for any potential damage. And the fact of the matter is, is there are no uh, health tests on 5G. And so these people don't know what their liabilities may be. Well, if somebody yes. approached me with that type of a document, I would take it very, very seriously. Because and um, maybe what, 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 Arena, you, you, you've created a 5G group, haven't you? Could you yeah. talk about that a little bit with Letitia Cash? Yes, we have, we have a group and it is a 5G council. And basically, you know, we are just looking at avenues of, you know, using a legal process and uh, due process to get the data get the evidence yeah well it's basically it's a fact finding just, yeah it's a fact finding group it's it's what is it called the 5g health council, council. yes and anybody that would like to be part of that um just let arena know and uh, letitia cash who is a great mind um many many positive things in the pipeline it's a, it's a fact it's a fact finding the mission of this uh group is is getting the evidence getting the research and um you know, finding all the relevant studies. And politicians and, and MPs, they have a response to the 5G. Well, they told us 3G was dangerous, and it's not. And that's their official line. How unscientific could you get? How more unscientific could you get? That's their response. They have, they're saying, well, they told us 3G was dangerous, and it's not. 5G is the same. So I think... Um, Oh, is that Mark? Is that Mark Steele? Is this Mark Steele, the five G genius from Sasha Stone's film? Because I we, be. I think so. It could I be. I hope so. Well, Mark Steele, who is the expert on five G in the UK, and he's in five G apocalypse, has agreed to come on our broadcast. That's right. And if there's anybody else you would like to see on this broadcast. Um, the way we're organizing it now, because we do have one or two people that would like to come on here. Yes, it is. Oh, good. Hi, this is Mark, Mark Steele. Hi, now, Mark. This is a fellow. I'm going to put his flag him up. Follow this man. Because he definitely knows. He knows legal ways of. Of handling of this. Of handling this. Okay, so this is, this is, we've got a good team on here. This is excellent. Mark, uh, this is somebody to follow if you want to understand the 5G thing. You see, Camelot Castle is really, you know, King Arthur said, and I've said it before, but I'll say it again, the table's round for a reason. Mm. And what we're really trying to do is it's a summoning. It's a summoning of the people of goodwill. You know, people of goodwill, if they work together, are far more powerful than any of these uh, evil individuals. And especially if we join hands with, with God, um to help us with this now we have one slight problem on this broadcast other than the fact that my tie wasn't straight right the way through it darling which is i tried a, i tried you did try you did try but the other problem is is that our dear mm. local uh minister ted mm. did not get up in the morning i think he's up oh he's up is he mm. I he's think not he, here. He couldn't find a teddy bear jumper like that. So I think the problem. That's the problem. So, darling, I'm afraid that you are going to no, have to I... lead us. You are going to have to lead us in the final prayer for this session. Um, and I'll, I let, you, you I'll let you do it because you've never done one. What? I've done one before. You haven't. So you go ahead. Oh, you're very gracious. Now, um, 
if we could just take one moment in prayer to reflect on the blessings that this situation is actually bringing, the opportunity to get to know new friends, uh, the opportunity to create this broadcast, the opportunity to understand and contemplate the potentiality of freedom, uh, the opportunity to um, share ideas. You know, perhaps there's some people on here that have never thought of looking into Christianity. Perhaps there's some people on here that have never thought of looking into Islam. Perhaps there's some people on here that have never thought of looking into Judaism. And perhaps there's some people on here that have never thought of um, looking into Scientology or some of these other Buddhism. Uh, Buddhism. Uh, Zoroastrianism is an interesting one. Some of the Aboriginal faiths are fascinating. Uh, dream time is a very interesting concept. So um, we were blessed uh, on this broadcast to experience the great wisdom of Sasha Stone. And it would be uh, much appreciated by Anerina and myself. We would all pray for his... Uh, I, I don't think he needs us to pray for his safety because he is safe in his sovereign spirit. Mm -hmm. But what I would say is that if we could pray for his prosperity and for um, his message to flourish everywhere and for the truth to reach where it needs to reach. And um, uh, that would be my prayer for us this morning. And let us uh, continue, continue to win in the direction of truth. And yes, you can rewatch this. Yes, you can. Let me just finish my prayer. Oh, sorry, and then, and then in any way, in the name of uh, Jesus and our Lord and uh, all the great divinities, uh, may God bless you. Amen. So, amen. Yes. Thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you very much. Thank you. Sorry, you wanted to make a point. Oh, no, if someone's asking where they can watch this. Well, podcast. we're going to repost this uh, as soon as we finish. We'll arrange another little watch party. And please do do share this with your friends. Anyway, lovely to have you on here, and we will see you this evening at our usual time of 9.30 p.m. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.